have Veselka uh, for the pierogies. We got to go to Veneros for those cannolis. And then we got to go to the hot dog place for whatever that concoction you told her. And we're going to get the big bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gastaska and Jonathan Conlin, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. In this episode, John and Jonathan discuss everything you need to know about living in Greenwich Village or in the East Village, including restaurants, schools, theaters, parks, attractions, and more. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. How are you doing, John? Pretty good, Jonathan. Yourself? Good, good. I have no complaints today. You look so business. That's so nice. I, I, I purposely today. wore the tie. I was wearing a full suit today, and I got home, and I was like, couldn't wait to get it off. So, <laughs> get me a I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working here. Um, I'm working here. So, another week has passed. Uh, we are we have still uh, avoided any further shutdown with the schools and everything else. Um, so far, so good. So far, so good. So, today, we're going we're gonna to cover another neighborhood. We're going to talk about, of course, the market, market insights. Uh, and our takeaways. And then we are going to cover two neighborhoods today in one. It's a double banger, the Greenwich Village and the my beloved East Village, uh, my home for mm-hmm. six years. So uh, when in an earlier life, a previous life of mine, when going out at night and uh, socializing was a thing, uh, both personally. That's and, when you were a wild man. Oh, it was crazy times. Um, but first and foremost, John, how was your week? What do you have going on? What do you see? Uh, what's your takeaway in the market stats? And I don't know. You talk. Okay. Well, you know, I think we're going to both be in on the same page with saying that, um, you know, activity continues and we've remained very busy. And when I say that, um, we have, um, slowly but surely offers being made and contracts uh, going out on select apartments that have been reduced um, accordingly. But if we look at the at the weekly contracts between last week and the week before, we're starting to see a little bit more movement in the um, in the price categories. So when I said I think last week it was around 92% of the transactions were, under the under the price of three million dollars, okay, with about half of those under a million dollars. Now the market's changing a bit, so contracts are going to be uh, slightly up six percent week over week, and uh, similar to year over year. But the but the prices are the the buyers going in into the larger apartments. We're starting to see more of them. If that makes any sense. So uh, we have. Only 85% of the contract signs below $3 million. So, and with more contracts being done in the three to five and the five to $10 million range. So, what tells me is higher end buyers are slowly coming into the marketplace. And right now, I mean, as we approach Thanksgiving, I'm busier than ever in terms of the buyers who are looking at the real estate and, and wanting to possibly. Not only are they considering this the bottom of the market, but they want to get into the market. 
So yeah. that's what I'm seeing. I'm unpleasantly surprised. Yeah, we both have uh, a number of different buyers that we're working with that are, you know, we have buyers that are thinking, you know what, now that we're starting to see some more stability, we had another announcement of uh, mm-hmm. Moderna announcing the the vaccine. Um, yeah, that's been, been big. Yeah, big news. Uh, so all of those little things, I think for the big you know, heavily liberal and democratic city like New York City, and as is the case in most big metropolitan towns, you know, with Biden winning, depending on, you know, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on in a big town that leans liberal, uh, that's a positive for our market uh, as a whole. Um, Again, politics aside, either way, we're through the presidential election. I think at this point, we can say that we, we have a uh, probably a winner, um, and announced and uh, confirmed, hopefully. Uh, and that is the point, is that we're through that. And now we need to get through the winter so that the the fears wrapped around the winter uh, time of people being inside and such are, are kind of behind us. But certainly the vaccines are, are, uh, are a big welcome uh, bit of information. And hopefully by the end of the year, we have we have some approved vaccines, and that's just a matter of distribution, which of course is no easy task, but uh, but at least people know, okay, we have it coming, and that will be a big stabilizing force in our market. And, um, and cumulatively, sales over the past 14 weeks are up 7% from last year. So, um, so that's certainly a welcome thing. And we were talking before, the number one trend is that people are still buying Manhattan real estate. Um, and yeah, that's exactly. really, you know, uh, only expecting, of course, we're coming into the holidays. So there is the caveat that people are going to be focusing elsewhere that always draws people's attention away. It's weird and strange to think about, you know, what the holidays are going to be like, uh, given the current situation, um, because it really shouldn't be what it normally is, which is a big, big gatherings of family members and such. Um uh, so how is that going to affect? So perhaps we won't see as much of a slowdown. Maybe we'll see more of a slowdown. It's really tough to say, as as, as we've talked about throughout here, um, just given the uh, the strangeness of, of the world right now. But so, uh, one thing that I just want to add to that is that I think that, um, again, uh, COVID is, or the vaccine is really what I think the positiveness of the vaccine is really generating more people going into the marketplace in Manhattan. And with the promise that, you know, life will become back to normal next year. And then the other thing is that we look at the unit mix and we see the three and the four bedroom market, the particularly the larger, these larger apartments, which are going to contract, what kind of price they're going to contract out is yet to know because we have that delay. But that's good that the bigger apartments are starting to trade. That tells us that sellers are getting more realistic in their pricing. So where is the village? So the East Village, uh, which is from the, the East River, from basically from 14th Street on the north side, Houston, which is just south of 1st Street, um, the next street south of 1st Street, from the East River, so that runs up the east side of Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, and then over to 4th Avenue is the East Village, same north and south borders, over to the Greenwich Village, which goes from 4th Avenue over to 7th Avenue. So it's uh, close to my heart because I spent 
my younger days for six years, my, my core of my 20s uh, running around the East Village. And uh, it's certainly a fun neighborhood. It's a young neighborhood typically, although there is an element of a lot of rent stabilized, rent controlled uh, tenants that have been there forever, um, that have you know uh, been in the in been in that neighborhood when it was a little bit more dangerous to live in. I moved in in 2002 um, after a short stint in Park Slope uh, and lived there till 2008. By 2002, it was already pretty cleaned up, pretty safe, uh, et cetera. But, um, but there's a lot of fun things to do and uh, a lot of interesting things to see, that's for sure, which we'll talk about. So let's talk a little bit about the history, shall we, about, the, about Greenwich Village and the East Village. So throughout the 20th century, Greenwich Village has been, I would say, known as a very bohemian Mecca, if you want to call it that. The birthplace, particularly the East Village, of countercultural movement in the 60s. And overall, it has been known as a sanctuary for artists. And the East Village, I always like to say, because I'm there a heck of a lot longer in Manhattan than you are since the late 80s, was always the East Village was very grungy. And that, that kind of... Um, punk rock phase and it had it had it still has some very eclectic bars and some wonderful eateries that we'll talk about in a minute and it's just it's it attracts a tremendous amount of young people so there are again as we talked about in the west village a lot of historic buildings in greenwich village i guess in and in central village uh, the old St. Vincent's Hospital that is now the Greenwich Lane Condominium. But they trans transformed this hospital into what's one of the iconic luxury uh, condominium buildings down in Greenwich Village. Uh, but we have the oldest remaining house, the Isaac Hendricks House, having been built in 1799 in the, in Greenwich Village. We talked about the Stonewall Inn, some of the, one of the most historic bars in all of Manhattan, right off of Seventh Avenue, east of Seventh Avenue, which would be considered right in the heart of Greenwich Village. Contrary it's on the next. Talking about it last week in the West Village, it gets mentioned in both places because it's an iconic place. It's a, it's absolutely. A, it's in the natural history, historic landmark, and it it, it 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 epitomizes the gay movement. But also, there's that wonderful little park right there where they have those those uh, sculptures of people that are just like staring, and you can get your picture taken. And I had my scarf taken by with one of them. I guess you had to be there anyway. So then you have also in the East Village, lots of well-known, of wonderful movies that were filmed. So Taxi Driver, Godfather 2, Ragtime, and Allen Ginsberg, the poet, uh, spent a lot of his time in the East Village. And Greenwich Village and the East Village, the, the, the attitude, the culture, the environment is a little bit different. Greenwich Village proper still has phenomenal townhouses, just like the West Village, but also... Um, you know, uh, institutions like NYU and then, um, but great restaurants and, and vibrancy in Greenwich Village and Central Village, as well as some, some of the really, really well-known residential, um, buildings down there. But then East Village has that kind of grungy, 
kind of younger feel and some phenomenal bars and restaurants, which we'll talk about in a sec. Well, there are there are a few parks of note in the area. Washington Square Park is the most notable park down there. It has the Washington Square Arch, which you see in so many New York iconic cards and, and paraphernalia that's out there. It's a very recognizable um, uh, uh, monolith that sits down there. That that's It's beautiful. If you've never seen it up close, I know you have, but if our listeners hasn't, haven't seen it up close, it is something to go up to and like actually walk around and see. It's something that you would expect to see like in Paris or something, you know, some mm-hmm. of their um, historic landmarks and such. And Washington Square Park is surrounded by NYU. And NYU probably owns most of the real estate in the in the vicinity there, with the exception of Fifth Avenue, which is at the north side of the park. That's the base of Fifth Avenue going north, that stretch which is called the Gold Coast from uh, uh, Washington Square Park up to 14th Street. There's some really beautiful old pre-war co-ops and such and buildings in that area. So, so NYU is sort of one of the, certainly one of the uh, uh, stake in the ground institutions that really makes the village uh, a young, very vibrant, very active um, on a number of different fronts, very uh, uh, inviting to artists, inviting to creative people. You have down there other creative schools, the new school, um, uh, et cetera. So there's there, that youngness sort of breeds all the way over into the East Village. When I lived there, I know it's felt like, you know, most of the people down there are renters. So the real estate is a, a, a lot of rental buildings um, and ten, old tenement buildings and such uh, that have, like I said earlier, a lot of rent stabilized, rent controlled older tenants, but so many rental units, which breeds a lot of young people down there living there that are attending NYU, et cetera. Um, so the other park that I spent a lot of time in, because I lived right around it, is Tompkins Square Park. Tompkins Square Park is over uh, between First Avenue and Avenue A. It's a small park, smaller than Washington Square. Used to be very dangerous, but I moved there in 2002. They cleaned it up. It used to be, uh, you know, populated with homeless people because it didn't close down at night, and it turned into like a, almost a, a homeless village at one point. And they went in probably during the times of uh, uh, of Giuliani, I think it was, where he went in and cleaned up the parks. And by the time I moved there, it was it was it, it very nice uh, park that you can, you know, there's not a lot of green space where you can stretch out on the lawn like in Grand, not like Central Park where there's these, you know, vast fields where you can go lay down in the park. But they do rotate, at least when I lived there, they rotate. So you do get little sections of grass where people go and hang out and and uh, and soak up some sun. So it's nice to have that little bit of green space. I actually lived on the north side of the park and then the west side of that park and then back to the north side of that park. So I was always run around, running around that part of, uh, of the East Village. Um, there's a few others that are sort of sprinkled in there, but uh, besides the parks, we see uh, one of the other things that people should always go and see if they if they're not even if they're from New York it's always interesting to see there's always characters and such running around there which is referred to as the cage which is um uh in the Greenwich village and they have these like uh these basketball it's a basketball court there's a handball court there as well i believe but the basketball court they have i mean they they might as well be their pickup games 
but it's very organized now and they have these really good basketball teams that play each other there um, in a big chain link uh, uh, surrounded basketball court, which is always fun. I mean, I love getting off the, uh, the subway there. There's a subway stop right there. And there's always something going on, or at least there used to be. I mean, these days it's... You have the chess players at Union Square, uh, Union, at, uh, yeah, Union Square, and yeah. then you have those, those handball players yeah. Yeah. that people just stand by and they just watch. Yep. Yeah, in the, the basketball courts, yeah. And the basketball court, yeah. Also, not just uh, the parks down there, but also schools. So in Greenwich Village, 9th Street, 10th Street, 11th Street, 12th Street, between 5th and 6th Avenue are some of the most incredible architecture and townhouses. And then you have wonderful, um, uh, uh, you know, like you were talking about the Gold Coast, phenomenal co-ops down there and condos, mostly co-op. But you'll have, as you mentioned, NYU being the real great anchor, New York University, but then also coveted uh, PS41, a great great, uh, school district down there as well as PS3, PS340. There's the new school down there um, on, I believe it's West 12th, and then uh, Cooper Union uh, down, which anchors the East Village. Um, There are great private schools down there, like St. Joseph's, Our Lady of Pompeii. There's Grace Grace School, Grace Church School down there, St. George, St. Luke. This this eclectic mix of people lends itself to a lot of different um, interesting cultural things, uh, such as uh, uh, theater companies and and smaller, there's some small museums that are really interesting to to Salman Gundy. Um, The Center for Architecture has the AI. Yeah, right. My husband is a member of the Salman Gundy Club, one of the great, great art clubs in Lower Manhattan. Yep, on the Lower East, uh, Lower Fifth Avenue, excuse me. Uh, There's a little uh, attractions such as a uh, and theater companies like the 13th street repertory that has a uh, a small place in my heart because i spent a lot of time there when i lived down there my group of friends there were uh, a handful of friends that i had that were uh, partaking in some of the productions that they put on and oh, yeah. other attractions are their comedy clubs uh actually right around where the cage is in greenwich village um there's the comedy cellar probably the most uh, recognizable one where they're, you know, but there's New York comedy club, there's blue note, blue note jazz club. Um, so a lot of nightlife down in that area. And I think it all, I mean, listen, it certainly revolves around the youngness of the, of the people that live there. There, there is certainly, uh, a very large category of young people that are renting down there that go out at night and they want to walk. They don't want to jump in a cab and so on and so forth. So. And uh, you also, you, you just to jump in, I, I'm sure you did, but you mentioned 13th street rep, but I also think that it's, it's very important to mention Joe, Joe Papp's public theater on Lafayette. And you also, I believe, I don't know if we got this in the last clip, but the, the Blue Man Group. The Blue Man you know, Group, those, yeah. So these off-Broadway houses that are really anchors down there and some phenomenal theater that goes on. Over the years, we find our favorite restaurants, like we talked about on the Upper West Side, Luxembourg up there. But Indochine was always one of my favorite restaurants. And it is still there with the models and the actors. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful Vietnamese restaurant right next to Stomp. That's on Lafayette. I haven't been there in 20 years I'm going back next week, I think. Not actually, no, I can't. 
I can't. You know, I'm going to have Thanksgiving turkey. Stick out in my mind for my days there. The Pylos, which is down in the East Village, was my first, mine and my wife's first date together, formal date. Uh, so, and it's still around. It's a great little Greek restaurant on, I think, Sixth Street, uh, just off Tompkins Square. Love um, it. Then there's the spots that I hit all the time when I was down there. There's a uh, little Mexican place called San Loco, which actually had a second. Uh, I think they have two locations now, unless they, at least they did when I moved out, uh, which is a great little place. It's still open. Uh, we talked about Katz's Deli, which is just on the south side of, of Houston. So technically in the Lower East Side, but is associated with the East Village, you know, because you're right on the border there. Yes. The Nero's Bakery. On East 11th Street, Wait, it is the best cannolis in all of Manhattan. Oh. I can throw it in, the Nero's, but also phenomenal restaurants. Babo is there. Mama Fuko is there. Uh, Noodle Bar. Okay. You know, we can go on and on and on and we're on gonna, and on and on. We're going to cover two ends of the spectrum because I would throw I'm throwing in, it all out. I would throw the in Crip Dogs. If you've ever been, it's like a it's like a gourmet hot dog place. Not really like gourmet as you would think. Oh, it's a fine dining. It's this little hole in the wall, but you go in there and they have all they sell is hot dogs. And if you haven't had one, you gotta try a bacon wrapped sour cheese dog. It's delectable. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out to you, the Selka. Ukrainian down on, uh, is it 2nd Avenue? Okay, I grew up with homemade pierogies. You know what a pierogi is? The pockets of dough filled with potato, sauerkraut, uh, prune butter, cottage cheese, whatever, it soaked in butter. So when I heard that there was a Ukrainian restaurant, they had homemade pierogies, I would go down there. They'd serve them with applesauce and sour cream, the Selka restaurant. But that's what you're talking about. These kind of, either whether a hole in the wall or these small eateries. Oh, needless to say, you can't go back down to the Lower East, to the East Village without going to Little India. I'm amazed that some of these restaurants have still, are still around, you know? I mean, it's a, it's such a, uh, a story of success when a restaurant lasts for 10, 15, 20 years in the city because it's such a competitive market. Um, yeah. And some of these bars, I mean, the oldest bar, the oldest pub, Irish pub in New York City McSorley's. McSorley's. An old, it's an it's 1854, it's been around. It is, it, it's one of those little things that, uh, pieces of New York that if you're visiting New York City, if you live you gotta, here, you gotta go. Ben, you should go check it out. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's probably, I don't think it's been renovated since 1854. Oh, no. But, Not at all. I don't think, I don't know no. if they've even washed the glasses since 1854. But it's, you know, you buy these little pint, they're not even pints, they're like four ounce glasses of beer. And I don't think they even have any food. It's, it's crazy, but it's like a, it's like a step back in time. Um, so that would be uh, uh, certainly one of the, one of the stops I would say you should make just to have a beer and just experience it. Um, also, I, I, there, there are countless great restaurants and great bars and great eateries and little pockets of of these kinds of restaurants and those kinds of restaurants. So we could go on and on and on and on. But yeah. just to we'll put them all on the show notes. So everything that we've talked yeah. about and stuff. So if you, if you want to check them out, 
you know, there's there's a, a lot out there to look at. I'm sure there's some new ones that haven't that will pop up after we come out of this uh, pandemic. There will be some that go under, and there will be new ones that pop up. So, uh, as is the case across the whole city, you know. So I, it, it will mix up mix things up a bit. And before we wrap this up, the village is so popular not only because of everything that we talked about, but because it's so central. So you have all the train lines coming into Greenwich Village, whether you're coming in on the west side at one, the number one, the one train, or the uh, AC or the E, or the um, the six line, the N and the R, everything kind of converges down there. And yeah. it's very easily accessible to Soho and Tribeca, as well as to Union Square and Northern Manhattan. So it's, it's really a, a wonderful, wonderful central uh, neighborhood. And yeah. then um, the only other thing that I would say is that um, Greenwich Village has also been known to have some of the, you know, the most expensive real estate downtown. Real and estate. Let's talk about that. The, uh, on the Gold Coast, some of the pricier, yeah. um, uh, the pricier uh, co-ops down there, pre-war yeah. co-ops, as well as in Greenwich Village, the um, the uh, townhouses are some of the most expensive. And then you'll have, as I mentioned earlier, Greenwich Lane. Uh, we'll have the um, uh, we'll have Butterfield House, which we've sold in. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, on, Butterfield uh, House, what? which was very recognized architecturally back in the West 12th, 1960s, 80s, 60s, 60s. 60s uh, I think, yeah, interesting. But we've sold it. Georgetown Plaza, we've sold uh, all over down there. Yeah, and, and there's some newer um, buildings. I mean, listen, there's uh, like like Greenwich Lane, but even going further east, uh, there have been some buildings that have gone sure. up as new developments, but the, there's just not a lot of space for them because a lot of these individually owned buildings or or small co-ops, there's a fair number of, of small co-ops and such. And the zoning does not really allow for these massive you know, not like the Upper East, Upper West Side, where the, the developers go in and, and can go up, you know, 30, 40 stories. As you can tell, audience, people that are watching and our valued audience, we love Greenwich Village and the East Village. We did have fun to talk about because of, because of my yeah. personal having lived there. Um, and when I first came to New York City, uh, not only was I exploring Broadway and, and the Upper West Side where I was living, but I loved, I've always loved the East Village. I spent a lot of time down there yeah. long ago. So, we, so wait, anyway, are you saying, wait, we both spent our 20s down in the village? Definitely, without a doubt. <laughs> so even my, even up till about 30, then things changed. Thank you all for watching. It's been a great week. And uh, Jonathan, I had a blast. I thought I had a blast. I'm hungry. We got to go down to have the Selka uh, for the pierogies. We got to go to Veneros for those cannolis. And then we got to go to the hot dog place for whatever that concoction you told her. And we're going to get the big bottle of Pepto-Bismol. We got to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, next week, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the family as you can. Be safe. Be healthy. Uh, as we said, wrap your Wear your mask and social mask, distance. Please. And uh, we will be back on December 4th, uh, a week from I'm going to miss you. I'll uh, miss you. Well, I'm going to see miss you, you probably on Thanksgiving. So I'll still miss you until then. <laughs> be healthy, safe, and most of all, stay in gratitude. Always. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for watching. 
Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at johnandjonathansellnyc. And if you want to grab the show notes, go to johnandjonathansellnyc.com slash podcast. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends or family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. So subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.